The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Um, I'm here with Jean Mitchell, who is a massage therapist. We're going to radiate motherhood. And you ask, why motherhood with massage? Isn't massage supposed to be relaxing and you know, good for your muscles, and et cetera, et cetera? But um, there's, there's quite a lot more to this. And Jean has been practicing prenatal, postnatal, neonatal massage and teaching others as well. So hi Jean, welcome. Hi Christy, thank you. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking so loud. But I just got off a plane last night uh, and my ears are completely blocked. So if I'm really shouting, just like give me a sign or something like that. No problem. <laughs> I'll try to take it back down. <laughs> okay. And Jean is visiting from Longmont, Colorado, right? Uh, Louisville. Louis, sorry, I knew I was going to screw that yeah. up. Louisville, Colorado, which yeah. is absolutely gorgeous, suburb of Boulder. Love mm-hmm. Boulder. Love yeah. Boulder. And you practice in Boulder. I do. Nice. I do. No. Yeah. Uh, so, what is the name of your practice? Um, well, I work for Faith Davis Massage and Yoga. Um, my friend Faith and I work together, but. My um, office is located within a practice called Joy Collective, which is about, so the Joy Collective is about 10 practitioners, I believe, a few more, a few less, um, combining um, psychotherapy, nutrition, lactation consultants, massage therapists, doulas, um, and a number of other things, chiropractic, that all support mothers and um, babies and healthy families. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, with chiropractic and babies, even we we talked a little bit earlier about birth trauma. Um, Babies often come out and they've we don't even think about it, but they their little spines need to be adjusted, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, you actually see that very regularly. A lot of babies will Good. kind of get in a position in the womb and not 
move a whole lot. Sure. That's what happened to my son. He was kind of like curled up and didn't want to unfurl himself. And then also you see babies who kind of come through the birth canal in an unusual manner yeah. that can affect them. And then there's also a thing that happens to babies that's so interesting called torticollis, where their heads will only look in one direction. Really? Um, they kind of tend to just prefer that direction. So that becomes kind of an issue when people are nursing. They'll try to nurse on the other side, and the baby's like, oh, no, my head is going this way. And so that can be adjusted by chiropractic, usually often um, cranial sacral, just a very gentle oh, yeah. gentle adjustment for the baby. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's nothing that's, like, life-threatening, but it's certainly kind of puzzling. Right. right, you just kind of go, well, it's amazing, all the things that can happen, mm-hmm. you know, in yeah. birth and in gestation and all like this. And um, so you you work with the, with the mother, like during pregnancy, mm-hmm. um, postpartum. So how long have you been doing that? Well, I graduated from massage therapy school in 2004. Okay. So it's been about 15 years. And then, it's been a minute. Yeah, and I had um, kind of a lengthy... Uh, college career in massage therapy because I did a night program so I was working or I was working and going to school and so I had about two years of training um, prior to even graduating so it's it feels like it's been a while yeah yeah yeah. and now did you always want to do prenatal as far as massage yes I did and I went I did go to massage school (laughs) with an open mind and an open heart and wondering what else might come my way or what I might be interested in, but I also chose the school that I went to because they had a really strong prenatal program. Well, and you've taught it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So you must know a few things about <laughs> pregnancy yeah. and I massage. Know a couple things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so prenatal massage, why would, mm-hmm. why would a woman want to seek out prenatal massage? Mm-hmm. Well, one major thing is that it's very structurally challenging for your body oh to be God. pregnant, Absolutely. right? All these things start changing. Um, just your basic posture changes. Um, also, parts of your body expand to make room for the baby, and not just your uterus, right? right. But also oh. your ribs flare what? out. Really? Yeah. I, um, I find that is one of the more fascinating things about being pregnant, and it's something that when you teach massage... You, um, there's um, a massage technique that you can use to kind of put your fingers um, through, like around and through the women's ribs. But when you're practicing that on somebody who's not pregnant, it just it doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't feel like that would be anything that would feel good at all, right? But you have a pregnant woman on the table and her ribs are flaring and expanding and suddenly there's like these grooves that you can slip your fingers into to help release some of that tension. Um, So that's pretty exciting and that's actually one of my favorite funky things that your body does when you're pregnant. (laughs) Um, And the other thing, of course, is the weight of the baby makes your pelvis kind of tip forwards. And so that makes your low back hurt. It can make your hips hurt. It can compress things. So, like, you might have a sciatica kind of pain. That happens during pregnancy. Um, So from a structural standpoint, that's a big deal. Oh, that's huge. Right? And um, massage can help (coughs) allay some of those pains, aches and pains. Um, Another thing that happens to pregnant women is often they start to have trouble sleeping. Oh, yeah. So um, you don't 
really see people sleeping on their backs or their stomachs anymore as they're pregnant. And so for a lot of people, that's a big change, right? And you're on your side and your hips are already hurting from the pregnancy and then Mm -hmm. you're on your side, which you're not used to. And so, and Mm -hmm. also you might have a little heartburn or some other things going on. And so sleep becomes more restless. You're turning, you have pillow, you're pillowing yourself up and then you turn over and you have to re-pillow yourself up. And, um, often you're snoring and your husband or your partner like pokes you and says, I'm you're stop snoring. And you're (laughs) like, I just fell asleep. I just Um, fell asleep. Yeah. So, Massage can also help with sleep. That's great. It regulates some hormones that help with sleep as well as alleviating that pain. Regulating hormones, really? Mm-hmm. It does. With massage? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, the most important thing is for anyone, massage puts you into your parasympathetic nervous system. Oh, sure. Which is your rest and relax area of yeah. your body. And it also helps regulate your cortisol, which is important for men, women, menopausal women, oh, pregnant yeah, women. Oh, it's the stress hormone. It's the stress hormone, and it is prevalent in pregnancies and also in most people's everyday lives. Oh, so yeah. massage helps kind of balance that out mm-hmm. and helps to cause better sleep. Oh, so... Okay, well, this is all making sense because I love to get massage myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, there's actual science behind that. Mm-hmm. That's there's, nice. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to find studies about massage and anything because right. it's still um, sometimes um, called a medical procedure, but a lot of times called kind of like a luxury procedure. Spa. And Right. And it's hard to get a medical you know, real, actual, controlled studies done on massage. Absolutely. There have been a number out there, and we're mm-hmm. learning more and more every day, but there is some science behind it, and we're hoping to prove more as we move along. That's my sweet spot. I love it when there's science behind mm-hmm. whatever it is we do. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this energetic stuff that I do, I love it when there's science behind that. Mm-hmm. So this is that's really great. And I know you've studied all of that because you had to teach it and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, so, okay, so, so prenatal... Totally get it. The body's changing, uncomfortable. I haven't been through that myself. I adopted, so um, but I hear, I hear all the kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you get together with a group of women, and it doesn't take very long before they start swapping pregnancy stories, mm-hmm. yeah. and birth stories, and all like that. Yeah, and that's part of what I love about my practice too, is yeah. that it allows a space for people to be able to share you know, both their anxiety about the pregnancy and also their joy of the pregnancy, um, to share their birth stories after they happen. And it's something, um, that was actually one of the reasons that I became interested in prenatal anything really was because I was kind of entering that stage of my life and realized like, I don't know a whole lot about this and there's not as much information out there as I would like. And a lot of the information is conflicting. You know, yeah. so I really like, um, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm an expert in the way that maybe an OBGYN would be an expert, but um, I like to read a lot about it and have a lot of options to talk through with my clients when they're having concerns about things. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It helps to just to know the structure, the anatomy, the changes that are going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but your your focus is not like an OBGYN. No, it's not at all. It's very right. different. More yeah. kind of uh, along the, the lines of maybe a doula even. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just... Um, providing a little bit of comfort and then also maybe a little bit of space and a little bit of education, a little bit of connection with the baby, 
think that's, that's an important awesome. part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, um, so like postpartum then, what is the role of massage in postpartum? So postpartum is to kind of start to unwind all of the things that have happened to your body oh during the pregnancy. Right. So you have... Um, <clears throat> Everything's kind of compressing back down. You have your internal organs are moving from the places that they had been pushed to during the pregnancy to back into their normal place. Um, you, again, are having sleep disturbances. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, most women, um, when you're feeding your baby, whether you're breastfeeding or bottle feeding, those babies eat every 90 minutes, every two hours, yeah. um, and that's a lot of sleep disruption, right? Yeah, when you've already had a lot of sleep disruption, mm-hmm. yeah. your body's needing to recover and heal. Right, yeah, and um, some women have a little bit of a traumatic birth, perhaps, oh, yeah. or they might have a cesarean birth that's hard on their body. Yeah. Um, things might not have gone the way that they imagined, and so there's that emotional recovering as well. If people are trying to breastfeed, um, sometimes that can be challenging, sure. and so to have a little support around that. You know, you just kind of assume that all these things are going to go the way that you think they're going to go, yeah. and that's not always the case, is it? No, and I remember from um, my pregnancy, my husband, you know, said, you know what, honey, there's not 50-plus lactation consultants in Boulder because it's easy, you know? I love that. Yeah, it's a good approach. Um, I do encourage people always to, you know, reach out and find help when they need it because there often are solutions to get you to the place that you want to be as a mother. But sometimes you need to know where to look. And I love that our Joy Collective has a lot of resources like that. That is wonderful. Yeah. It's a really good place, and we also happen to be in the same building as the Birth Center of Boulder, which is a midwife practice, and they have three lovely um, delivery rooms that are just beautiful and set up for families to be able to spend time together during the birthing process. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, that's, that is yeah. awesome. Okay. Yeah, they also have a classroom, which is great because we can use that for mom and baby yoga. You can use it for birth classes. There's a lot of resources right in that one little hub. So you only got, you got one, one-stop shopping, mm-hmm. in other words. Yeah. So mom and baby yoga. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yoga. Yeah. So, um, Faith teaches that. Yeah. And so um, she, <clears throat> yeah, incorporates the babies into the class and helps moms kind of um, also, again, regroup with their bodies and get in touch sure. with their new, their new reality. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what do you do, strap on the baby and do some yoga? Usually the baby stays on the floor, I believe. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, but I have watched Faith, and she does the best illustrations. Um, Like, one thing that happens often with the postpartum time is that if women are trying to breastfeed, they often get themselves into all kinds of kinked up and unusual positions because they're trying to feed the baby. Oh, sure. And so they're moving their bodies to, to meet the baby, you know? And so then say they get a good latch with the baby and they're kind of like stuck right here, you know, and their shoulders are up and they're turned sideways. I don't and, want to screw this up. Right. I just move. keep it going. And so Faith has this great illustration where she, you know, she sits herself back and then she says, then, you know, get yourself arranged and then bring your baby to you. And you can just see all the moms in the room kind of, <sighs> to realize that they can take the time to get themselves into the right position that's going to be comfortable for them and baby, you know, and start to kind of get this stuff back into its normal position. 
People you know? don't tell you that. No. No. Yeah. No, nobody tells you that. <laughs> We've been doing this for how many years now? Right. A Having lot. Babies. And yeah. Nobody tells you that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Right? Yeah. Well, we, we too used to be in a society where it would be nothing for your mother, your sister, somebody to come and stay with you for a month or two mm -hmm. until you get these things figured out. But. Mm -hmm. You don't do that anymore. No, not really. In fact, a lot of people find having <coughs> family in town right around the immediate birth can be really stressful. Well, you know, that's true, too. Yeah. So it's a, you have to really um, pick and choose closely or carefully who who you invite into your new baby world. Oh, absolutely. You know, like um, boundaries and mm -hmm. all kinds of We are seeing a really nice um, encouragement, though, to do... Some what they call laying in with your baby, which yeah. can be anywhere from 10 to 40 days of staying in bed naked with your baby, um, just really recovering from the birth and having people care for you wow. as best they can. I just mm -hmm. read a, a novel by a Greek author um, where they talked about the, the daughter of the family was her laying in. It was mm -hmm. 40 days. Mm -hmm. And she couldn't go to church. She couldn't light candles. She couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And just had to be yeah. in bed and recover. And I thought, oh my yeah. gosh, wouldn't it be wonderful to be able to do that? It would be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure everyone has that luxury, but I love no. the idea that it's starting to come into the vernacular that we might discuss it. Well, you know? come back into the vernacular. Come back into the vernacular, yeah. Right. Yeah, and we like to even tell our clients that, you know, your body is running a marathon. Like, you might be on the go with your labor from for 36 hours, for 48 hours, and it takes time to recover from that. Oh, yeah. You know? So you should not be up and vacuuming two days later. No, you know? and guess what? You only recover. Your body only rebuilds when you're resting. Exactly. Exactly. So the more that you can rest at the, be at the beginning of the, like right after the birth, yeah. the better that you will recover over time. Yeah. Well, I remember when my daughter was a newborn, and again, I, I adopted, and so I didn't have the whole body trauma, mm -hmm. but um, people said, nap when she's napping. And I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, that's ridiculous. That's when I wash bottles. That's when I do laundry and mm -hmm. those things. But you do need to have rest, too, mm -hmm. of course. Yeah. And I think it starts to change your perspective of what a well-run household looks like, mm -hmm. you know? Pre-child, post-child. The standards, <laughs> I think, become slightly different for a while. They do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they do. And yeah, your body has been through this ringer mm -hmm. that you need to recover. Mm -hmm. And so that would help. So, and then about the baby. The baby's also been through a trauma. A tra birth is traumatic. Mm -hmm. It can be. You get yeah, squeezed. babies do a lot of work. Oh, mm -hmm. then tell me more about that. Oh, this is one of my favorite things to talk about, actually. So, babies. Let's assume that your baby is in the correct position and is going to come out where it should come out. Um, one thing that I find so interesting is that um, the lump on the back of your head, which yeah. you can feel here. Yeah. So babies, when they come out of the birth canal, are actually facing the floor. Okay. So they're facing backwards. Okay. The squishy part of their face is up against your tailbone on the inside. And so their head comes out, and this little place on your skull right yeah. here, that actually uh, locks itself underneath the pubic bone and torques the baby's head out of the birth canal. What? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then the baby starts to move out. The baby turns itself 
sideways so that its shoulders can come out of the birth canal. Wow. Well, this is an, in a perfect world, in a perfect position, and like yes. that. Yes. Yes. Right? If everything's going according to the perfect plan, right. that would be exactly what happened. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's totally amazing. And our, just, yeah. our bodies just know how to do that. Mm -hmm. that so and the baby cool. knows how to do that. I yeah. Think that's what's really interesting. That's what's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. wild. But other so, than that, and then, of course, we've got all of these uh, fissures and things in the skull, mm -hmm. so our skull can kind of... Yeah, so the bit. baby's skull is actually a little bit collapsed. That's yeah. what the sutures are. And that's why the baby has um, a kind of an open, empty spot in their skull. And the fontanelle. And the fontanelle, yeah. yeah. When they're little. Is, oh, it has to do like, with that kind of growth. Yeah. Oh, totally. They look like aliens when they come out. They do. <laughs> they do look a little <laughs> bit like that. Pointy, misshapen head and mm -hmm. all like that. But it's, my God, I mean, if we went through that type of trauma as an adult, that would be, mm -hmm. you would need money. Months and months to, yeah, yeah, that'd be really significant. Yeah, you know, so massage can help the babies recover too. Mm -hmm. So yeah. tell me a little bit um, about that. Yeah, so infant massage <laughs> is fantastic. It does all kinds of good things. It helps develop the neural pathways with Ooh. the baby, the kind of like right left kind of um, organization oh, of the sure. brain. Um, it also is incredibly helpful for gassy babies. Which I'm becoming, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to understand that there's, there's just babies. There's mm -hmm. not any gassy babies. They're just babies. <laughs> and they babies. often have trouble digesting at some point or another during their It's all infanthood. new. They have to yeah. develop their enzymes. They've got mm -hmm. to learn how to do this. Yep. And so it improves their muscle tone. Um, and then, most importantly, it improves the connection that you have with your baby. Yeah. So it's a great thing for moms and babies. You start to learn cues from each other. Babies, sure. for example, will let you know if they don't want to be massaged. Um, they will turn their heads or they will cry. You know, there's all kinds of little signs that you start to notice as you're paying more attention. But it's also a great way for partners who were not the ones giving birth or perhaps like adoptive, adoptive parents to right. connect with the baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did that with um, with my daughter, and it was it was amazing. It was great for bonding mm -hmm. and that connection. I really get to got to know her little body, and mm -hmm. yeah, it's wonderful. And I took classes in it, mm -hmm. um, which you've taught. Mm -hmm. Yeah, teach parents how to rub on their little babies. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was I was always so afraid that I would break her or something, but now mm -hmm. she was. <laughs> they're remarkably resilient. Yeah, well, and I think that's the the biggest fear that parents have is that um, they're going to do it too hard or in the wrong way. Yeah. But yeah, babies enjoy pressure just like adults enjoy pressure and compression. You know, when someone's tickling you, it's not a very good massage. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, you're absolutely yeah. right. You know, and that's why I think the weighted blankets are so comforting and. Mm -hmm. For the dogs, the weighted shirts are so so comforting because mm -hmm. we enjoy that pressure. And mm -hmm. um, I know for the for my daughter, she she loved it. I mean, it was and it helped her skin too. She had eczema and had some some skin issues when she was a baby. Um, so with the with the lotion and, and it, et cetera, et cetera. But no, that's a that's a wonderful thing to do. Um, it sounds like your I mean your whole practice, not just you what you're doing, which is which is awesome post after uh, or pre post and uh, neonate but um, the whole group the whole collective sounds like it's really mm -hmm. together to foster this motherhood to foster this connection yeah kind of it's really nice to have resources wow. the resources that we have it's really nice that they're there um, being a mother can be really challenging oh and God, so yeah. 
um, I appreciate that there's there's lots of different people around me that I trust that I can refer my clients out to. Um, there's a pelvic floor specialist, you know, if people are still oh. having like anatomical issues. Um, there's an acupuncturist, which is good for all kinds of things. Um, we also have um, a male therapist uh, who specializes in talking to dads and talking about what Perfect. it's like to be a man and a parent. <coughs> Um, but we all also really enjoy working with the rest of the, of the community as well. You know, we have all kinds of members of families and mothers and I mean, they're all, we're all connected in that way. Oh, so it's not just the prenatal, postnatal. No, no, it's just kind no. of family oriented. So uh, yeah, it. I believe, um, their tagline is the pregnancy parenting place. Hi, this is Christy. I just want to say that we here at Radiate Wellness hope you're enjoying this podcast. It's free to you, and we hope that you find it informative and inspirational. Heck, even fun. We have just three small asks of you to help us radiate growth. First, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. That way, you'll receive a notification every time that we have a new podcast episode out. Next, please give us a thumbs up a like, or a five-star review. If you're feeling inspired, a positive review wouldn't hurt. These two small things will help others find us when they're searching for great podcasts. Finally, please tell your friends about the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Better yet, show them how to find us and how to subscribe. If everyone did that, we would double our audience. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. Love yeah. it. Pregnancy so, parenting place. Yeah. Love it. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, and what you do fits in great there. Mm -hmm. I love that it's all yeah. comprehensive. Um, a bit earlier, we were talking about, again, about birth trauma and how mm -hmm. um, it's not just the babies, but there are actually um, counselors, psychiatrists, therapists who are there in mm -hmm. this practice to help with. Uh, yeah, can you tell a bit about the birth trauma, like for the mother? Yeah. Well, so any number of things can happen, and oh um, we're always sad to hear reports back when something hasn't gone quite the way that people expected. But, um, you know, things can happen um, all the way from the birth just wasn't quite the way that you expected it to be, or... Perhaps something, um, if you were having a hospital birth, didn't, you know, something with the staff didn't quite jive with what you were wanting to see happen. Sometimes um, there's some sort of emergency with the baby that might come up. Sometimes there's an emergency with the mom. Yeah. Um, so all these things can happen. Um, and often they they impact you emotionally and physically, and mm -hmm. it, it adds that much more to your recovery. <clears throat> um, there's also, uh, I don't actually, I haven't really had to um, deal with this with my clients too much, um, but their uh, birth birthing can bring up sexual, past sexual trauma for oh, women. Yeah. And so often women find that they're having to deal with that. It's kind of like a reemergence of those feelings sure. and revisiting that time in their lives. Sure. Also sometimes bringing children into the world can make them, can make people, um, survivors of abuse start to have, um, worries about their children. Right. Oh, and so, some of, so it can be physical, it can be emotional. And, um, I feel really happy to be working in a collaborative space where women can get the help that they need. And sometimes it's, 
it's uh, their partners, sometimes it's men. Um, but I do think that when women feel supported in the yeah. decisions that they're making, even if the birth didn't quite go the way that they had imagined, um, they usually come out of it feeling pretty okay. And it's when something really drastically emerges, you mm -hmm. know, an emergent Absolutely. kind of um, event happens. Or when women, sometimes women feel a little bit pushed or bullied into doing something that they didn't have in mind or for some reason the doctor um, patient communication isn't going very no, well. Sometimes I hear about their doctor happens to be on vacation when they're going to labor. Right, and, and so they might else. have a different doctor. And right. usually, I mean, my experience is that usually the practices try to be really clear about you know, what's going to happen at your birth and what might potentially happen with the staff. But I will right. also say that we're really lucky in Boulder that we have um, a number of different choices for women yeah. as far as what kind of birth they want to have. And I feel like all the people in our community, um, whether at a hospital or home, you know, midwives, whatever's going on, that people are really supportive of women trying to have the kind of birth that they want. Mm -hmm. And so I, I feel really lucky that most of the people who come back to me after their birth haven't been um, pushed into doing something that they didn't want or feel like they were pushed into doing something birth-wise that they weren't comfortable with. Right. Um, so I do, I, I do feel re really happy that in our community we have a pretty supportive um, birth process for a lot of people. But it does occasionally happen. Um, mm -hmm. And I think sometimes I have clients from other who come from other places who have had a bad experience. Um, right. Some places in the country are not as supportive as women of women and their choices mm -hmm. um, during their birth. So, you know, you have some yeah. of that going on as well. Yeah, I have well. a client who, um, the first birth was in a hospital, and it was so she was so traumatized, didn't feel supported, didn't feel listened to, didn't feel like mm -hmm. she had a say in what was going on. She was like, never again, decided the second time to give birth at home in the bathtub. Um, only problem was, they lived like two hours from anywhere, mm -hmm. and things went horribly south. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. she had to, you know, th th she almost died. Mm -hmm. um, by the time they got the ambulance there, um, she was so far gone, they, they couldn't, they didn't want to move her until they got mm -hmm. her stabilized. It was, mm -hmm. So it was traumatic for her and the baby. Right. So then after that, she's like, okay, the third time, we're going to go back to the hospital and yeah. just be a little bit more specific and mm -hmm. knowing what we know now, just, right. you know, say this is how we want it to go. So, you know, everybody's birth experience, I think, could be very, very different. Yeah, even the same woman can have a number of different birth experiences. Right. And that's where it's really helpful to have a um, doula with you. Oh, so yeah. a doula is a birth assistant. And what they do, they're not a doctor, right. but they can be with you during the entire process and um, help inform your choices. They know what your birth plan is that they're to support you and your family who's ever there with you. And mm -hmm. um, so when a doctor or a nurse comes in and says, this is happening, I feel like we want to do X as a medical procedure, you know, the doula can say, okay, well, let's talk about what happens if we don't do that. What happens if we wait a half an hour before <clears throat> we do that? Mm -hmm. You know, what happens if we, what are the ramifications of doing that right this second, you know, right. and so you can kind of talk through what your options are. Yeah, this doula's an right. advocate. Yeah, absolutely an advocate. When you are so, you know, 
Involved. Yeah, too, too, too close to it, right? Right, yeah. Um, there, there have been studies done about doulas, and what's very interesting is that there can be a woman in the room knitting, not even interacting with the mom, and the birth outcomes are better. <laughs> right? There's less interventions. Wow. Yeah. There's less traumatic birth, Right? So, That's um, amazing. So it, the woman doesn't yeah. even have to do anything. Just no, be present. Just be present. Right? So then oh, add on. I love that. Oh, and they know a lot about birth and have been to a number of them. Right. And can help you make some decisions. Well, especially right? if this is your first birth. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of back to what right. I was talking about at the beginning, that a lot of women don't, mm -hmm. even though you go to birth classes, even though you read all these books, right. um, we don't know. No. We don't know what it's going to be. We don't know how our experience is going to be. You know, oftentimes our mothers, our aunts, our grannies aren't talking to us about their birth experiences. Right. Um, and also they might be completely different, you know, because they were yeah. 30 years ago or 40 years ago. This is or, true. You know. Yeah. Um, so I always gently encourage my clients to think about having a doula as well, especially if it's their first, first birth. And then sure. sometimes... Anytime, right? I right, I was yeah. lucky and had a doula. We chose to have a doula for both my births, and so that was great. Yeah. So how yeah. much interaction do you have with the doula beforehand? I personally don't have any. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of off on my own. However, um, Faith is yeah. a postpartum doula, and yeah. another woman in our um, in our group, Michelle Kolakowski, mm -hmm. she owns or she runs a, a group called Sanctuary Doulas, Sanctuary Healing Arts, mm -hmm. that um, has a number of doulas on staff, postpartum and birth doulas, nice. as mm -hmm. well as massage therapists. So she um, kind of has her own thing going on. And we also have a number of doula groups in the Boulder area for Good. people to choose from. So That's there's a lot of support around that. Good. So mm -hmm. people don't really necessarily have a lot of interaction with their doula before the birth. Oh, I'm sorry. The the client is somebody, if you hired a doula, I misunderstood right. your question. Sorry. Um, if you hired a doula as a pregnant woman, you would probably have two to three beanings with your doula. I mean, you'd first, oh, okay. you'd first meet with them sure. to just see if you like them or not, right. right? To see if it's a good fit. Yeah. And then you'd have a meeting where you talk about your birth plan. So lots of people, um, even if it's not a formal plan that you've written out, they have in their minds, oh, I really um, want to get an epidural. I really don't want to get an epidural. Right. I would be open to um, being induced. I would really like to not be induced. Um, you know, I'm totally opposed to a cesarean birth, and I need you to help me figure out how I can make sure that doesn't happen. I'm open to any kind of birth that gets my baby here healthy. You know, so there's a lot of different approaches, and so yeah. you you talk with your doula about what you're open to. Sure. Um, also, keeping in mind, I think, always uh, with a gentle nudge that, like, what happens, happens. You know, and the ultimate goal, I mean, that's the thing. Our ultimate goal in this country is healthy mom, healthy baby. So often, all those things trump your own personal wishes. Sure. Right? Sure. Um, which kind of has pros and cons in some ways, right? I know. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you'd meet with your doula and talk about that. You might meet with them again and do some um, birth prep or, you know, right. um, you would probably do a birthing class of some kind. Sure. Sometimes people do that just in the hospital. 
There are also private classes that are often offered in the community. And then your doula would be at your birth. Mm-hmm. And each individual doula would figure out um, with their client how much time they're available for. Like some people go kind of for the whole birth and just stay up with the woman. Some people have birthing or doula partners that kind of like step in for them after 12 or 18 like hours. Or, or something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of depends. And then often there's a follow-up meeting or sure. um, I wound up um, for my second birth, I hemorrhaged after the birth. So I actually oh. wound up calling my doula and having her I interrupted her sleep, I'm pretty sure, but I had her come back to the hospital because suddenly everything was changing and getting really hectic and crazy, and um, I needed more support that way. Sure. Um, so thankfully she came back and, you know, kind of kept me company through that process. Oh, yeah. But, um, but, yeah. That kind of so. puts me in mind of, like, a, and I, I, this is a really weird uh, parallel to make, but hospice. Because mm-hmm. in hospice, you have somebody who's talking the family through the process, yeah. talking the patient through the process, mm-hmm. kind of being the advocate and helping. So um, just kind of being there for support mm-hmm. and whatever's needed. Yeah. 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 Cool. yeah. And um, the postpartum doula, I think that's very interesting. My neighbor is a postpartum doula. And, you know, you kind of think, oh, the baby's here, done. Not necessarily. Yeah, well, it goes back to what we were saying about the laying in, right? Yeah. And so there's um, things that can be really challenging after the birth, right? So breastfeeding and or feeding can be a little bit challenging. Um, Hospitals and doctors have all these benchmarks about baby weight, and it can be really stressful if your baby's not meeting that, even though... um, You know, kind of from the outside, not being a medical professional, sometimes I kind of question, like, how strict they are about some of those things. But ultimately, again, they're trying to make healthy mom and healthy baby come out of the process. Um, There's also, um, you know, adjustment of, you know, your whole family has shifted. Oh, my gosh. So your partner might be having issues. If you have other children, they might be having issues. Um, You may not want to be cooking for yourself. Um, if you've had a cesarean birth, you've had a very serious um, surgery, right? You've been catheterized. Um, there's all these, um, you have stitches, you know, so you, you're kept in the hospital longer, but then you have a longer recovery yeah. for sure. Um, so there's all kinds of things that can be happening. Um, plus, you're not sleeping very well, right? right. And you're, you're trying to catch up on sleep. You're trying to connect with your baby and feed your baby. And you also need to feed yourself and maybe your partner and maybe your in-laws. And oh, so a postpartum kid. doula can do laundry. Oh. I mean, there's really like a huge amount of stuff they can do. There's, okay. um, and it kind of is, um, you would work with your postpartum doula to figure out what that is that you need. Sure. Right. Um, some women need help with the breastfeeding. Some women need help with laundry. Some women need help with cooking. Some women just want to sleep and the postpartum doula takes care of baby while you're sleeping, you know? So there's kind of a wide variety of things Mm -hmm. that can be helpful. Well, and your body's healing too, and you right. might have stitches in places right. where you're not sure how to clean it. And yeah, and so you might get a massage also from them. Right. Um, yeah, it's really kind of unlimited, probably what you could arrange, or you know, based on your needs. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, and again, what we were talking about, how it used to be that your sister would come in, your mother-in-law right. would come in, your mother mm-hmm. would come in, mm-hmm. right? And since we yeah. don't necessarily have that these days. Yeah. You know, yeah, and somebody to help. Exactly. And when you know, when you live far away from your family, you have to arrange, when do they come? 
You know, what if the baby comes late and they've already been here for a week and a half? You know, what if the baby comes early and they're not here yet? So, yeah, there's all kinds of things that can happen um, to make it challenging for family to be around. Um, Yeah, I could see that, too. I mean, it's stressful to have family around sometimes anyway. Right. When they're from out of town and kind of getting on your foot, messing with your routine and everything else. Sure. At the very least, it's like someone else who's in your house who does things a different way from you. Right, right, exactly. Whereas the postpartum doula, I think you you get to kind of encourage her to do things your way. You yeah. Know? <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, you are paying this person exactly. to do this too. Yeah, so, their job yeah. is to make it easier for you and not harder. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And sometimes then we get the fam- we get family drama in the mix Possibly, as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and it could go back to their own birth trauma. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking earlier about how uh, birth trauma results in root chakra issues for the baby specifically like if there's a some sort of trauma where the baby needs to be taken away or the mother just isn't available needs some medical intervention mm-hmm. you know then you don't get that bonding right away sure you know they yeah. don't get that touch etc so that huge root chakra issues and i think that you know, yeah. it's just kind of my world is that that plays out through the your entire life well i'm sure and i was going to add that i have a few clients who yeah. are my mom's moms so I've got some like postmenopausal women who are oh, my clients, wow. and I really enjoy that population also. Oh, interesting! But it's so interesting to me that like they know what I specialize in, and they know yes. what the place is kind of geared towards. And they come in, and often on my table, they'll share their own birth stories, which often they've never told anyone about. Wow. So, and it's been. 60 years or 65 years, you yeah. know, and often they're traumatic because Very. they were at a time when, again, women weren't very well supported in their process, and um, it's fascinating to me, right? And I love being able to provide that <coughs> space for them to share those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, I remember my grandmother, she said that she would be put to sleep and wake up and there's a baby. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like magic. Right. And who would, um, you know, really be able to be present for that and be able to call shots? I mean, basically, the doctor runs the entire show, and so the mom's taken out of the equation. So that's got to be very traumatic. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you have to wonder how they even labored, you know? I mean... I wonder if they did. Well... I don't know. The babies have to come out some way, They right? sure do. Yeah. It's a mystery. Yeah. Maybe you'll get a caller. Maybe someone will call in with their... Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. If anybody has an idea of how that happened, <laughs> please let me know. Put yeah. a comment in YouTube or send a message to Radiate Wellness. I would love to know how that how that happened, how the baby got out with a, without a labor. I can't even imagine. But, you know, we have all these these stories, and sometimes our the issues that we have in our life can even go way back to, to birth. And for babies who aren't touched and handled and held, if there's some sort of, um, they need to be put in an incubator, or they're premature, or something, something happened, that, oh, man, the issues can come up so much later in life mm-hmm. that we don't realize. And yeah. what you were talking about earlier with the, like, sexual trauma, um, playing out in the in the birth scenario as well because it's all up in the second chakra, you know. Mm-hmm. Get, carry all that stuff there. Relationship trauma. Yeah, it's a lot. It's pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? And yeah. So, oh, do you have an energy worker at the center? I'm trying to think. Um, well, we have a somatic 
psychotherapist. That's helpful. Um, who does like touch work and movement that during the therapy. Love it. Uh, you know, I don't think that anyone there specifically practices, say, like Reiki yeah. or um, any other energy. Chakra alignment, chakra balancing, yeah. chakra clearing. I don't think so. Huh? That might be something good to add. Yeah. You know, I work with yeah. a lot of pregnant women. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, man, we just hold yeah. so much of this trauma and this energy. Yeah. I'll have to brush up on that. I have taken a couple classes in the chakra stuff and I have these beautiful little colored stones. Oh, yeah. But I, I, that's not really a normal part of my practice. I'll have to look into that. Look into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe yeah. get some Reiki going on. Maybe so. Something like that. That'd be yeah. interesting. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we just hold it, especially women, we just hold on to so much stuff. Right. You know? Yeah. And then it shows up in the body. It shows up mm-hmm. some place. And this stuff can show up, like I said, years, years mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, so in you've been doing this for quite a while, you know, 15 mm-hmm. years-ish yeah. years. Uh-huh. Um, are there any stories that stick out for you? Oh, my gosh. I hate to gosh. put you on the spot. Um, Either good or bad. Oh, gosh. Um, you know, they're all, <laughs> they're so all fascinating, and they're all amazing. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, well, I just the other day had a client who... Um, was on her fifth pregnancy. What? And so that was pretty entertaining. She um, told me about a number of her pregnancy experiences, sure. um, remembering back to all of her children, and so that was kind of fun to go through that with her. Yeah. Um, uh, I have had a few traumatic things come back in postpartum, but I don't really need to share those, I don't think. And... Um, I don't know. I think my favorite part of the massage and how I get to know the families and their babies is that um, I often do a very gentle abdominal massage. And so it's a great way for the mom to connect to the baby oh, and, nice. um, you know, to share like what they're thinking about the names and all those things. I mean, we've had... Um, a lot of successful, wonderful births, and so it's always just good to hear the stories from that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did have a mom the other day. It wasn't necessarily um, traumatic or um, celebratory. It was kind of a little bit of both. She was um, birthing her, I believe, fourth baby at home by herself which is not something we run across very often. Nor would I imagine recommend. Um, Not me personally. I would not recommend that, no. Um, It was actually the second time she had done it. Um, But this time she wound up having a little bit of a complication where the placenta didn't deliver. And so she did wind up having to go to the hospital. But, I mean, what a crazy... Was this by choice? It was by choice. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. She just knew, felt like she knew what her body was doing and decided to do it. And luckily for her, it worked out. Um, Again, back to the whole idea of moms and babies surviving the process, um, that's challenging, right? To not have any kind of supervision or support around except for your husband. Um, So, you know, that that one stands out. Oh, she did have her husband with her? He was home, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, I mean, it's amazing that anybody gets born and lives to tell. You know, it is kind of amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all the things that happen in the body and that need to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of amazing yeah. that it ever. Yeah. 
that it ever succeeds. But yeah. it, I mean, it does all the time, every day. Yeah. I'm sure that um, some of our birth doulas that work in the office would have some great birth stories to share. And um, unfortunately, I'm not normally there for the birth. So, you know, yeah. I just have the more like, I get to see these champions like carrying these babies oh, all absolutely. throughout the pregnancy. And then they come back and they have a little baby with them, you know? See, and that, that's a reward in itself. Mm -hmm. I have, I should show you sometime, I have a bunch of texts on my phone from, oh. from my clients sending me pictures of them with their babies in the hospital, you know. Oh, I have to cancel today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they have a very good reason. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. I know, yeah, my, um, uh, with my clients, I love to see the sonograms and the babies afterward. Mm -hmm. and yeah, they're awfully sweet. It's just so fun. Yeah. And it's fun when they move around. And, oh, yeah. Um, it's just, it's, um, it's great to see the mom connecting. It's interesting because I, um, we have a special pillowing system, but it's not the one where sometimes people get put on their stomachs, um, which I don't think anyone in For our massage? office. Yeah. yeah. There are these special pillows that you can be in, and some people find them lovely. Um, they're a little bit one size fits all, and so we don't tend to use them in our practice. But we yeah. have a way of putting the women on their sides. Yeah. that's really comfortable and have special pillows for that. But at the end of the massage, we often have them in a semi-reclined position, so they're at kind of like a 45-degree angle. Yeah. And they often just kind of, you know, again, they like sit back, and we expose their belly, and they just kind of, and they'll touch their belly, and they'll talk to their baby, and um, oh. it's really lovely. Oh, well. Yeah. I had two clients at the same time who both had twins. Mm. And that was so fun because you could see both of them just kind of rolling yeah. around in there. And yeah. you know, I don't have the facilities to do the pillowing in the 45-degree angle, but so it gets a little creative. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, you yeah. do what you can to get them, and then there's a lot of changing. It's like, yeah. oh, you're comfortable, and that'll last maybe 10 minutes, and then we have to move again. But, right. Just but like just, why they're not sleeping. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a little window into the prenatal <laughs> woman's bedroom. Right? Well, and it's so funny is because... Many times they'll fall asleep on the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do you find yeah. that too? Yes. Oh yeah, they get yeah. so relaxed. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm laying down for five minutes. I'm asleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's good like, to have that time to kind of decompress and oh, absolutely. you know to either take a break from their family that they're raising or to take a break from their job or both possibly. You know. Where nobody's going to call you, nobody's mm -hmm. going to ask for something, right. nobody's going to bother you. Exactly. But, you know, I don't think we can over overstate that enough, the, the, the role of relaxation in this mm -hmm. and the role of just release every now and again. We have to have that, you mm -hmm. know, and you provide it with massage, I provide it with Reiki, um, but there's so much healing in that. Mm-hmm. You know, and resetting the body, resetting the mind, relaxing the mind. So, I mean, that's really half the battle there. And it's it so healing. It is. And often just, you know, women come in and they're a little on edge and they've got dark circles under their eyes. Sure. And they're kind of curled over from the weight of the baby and, and yeah. their work and everything that they're carrying with them. And then after their massage, they're like clear-eyed and a little bit more upright, and their faces are, you know, flushed full of blood, and they're rejuvenated. Oh, and that's a really great feeling too oh, for yeah. to be able to provide that. Mm -hmm. Well, and in, in Reiki too, um, um, just the role of 
of uh, managing anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially yeah. with pregnant women, I think right. that I usually see them for anxiety. I'm sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's regular anxiety, and sure. then there's all the added, you know, 21st century anxiety, right? And oh, then there's yeah. all the additional, like, is my baby going to be okay? Am I going to be okay? What's our new family going to look like? Am oh, I yeah. going to be a good mom? Am I, you know, is my partner going to be a good parent also? Yeah. What about this two-year-old I also have, you know? Yeah. Is um, everything progressing the way it's supposed to be? Right. Am I going to maintain this? Right. The doctor said the baby's a little small. I don't know what that means. You know, the doctor says the baby's a little big. I don't know what that means, <laughs> you know? So you really can't say much of anything and have it be comforting. You know? No, it's kind of, absolutely. You'd not know. It's all kind of worry-inducing <laughs> on some level. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then you've got people coming up, oh, my God, when I had my kid, I, oh, yeah. Right, you know, tell you, there's yeah, no, you don't you really, really need to that. share that. Yeah. No, you don't really need that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Just, <laughs> In fact, I was unconscious. I don't even know how it came out. No. <laughs> Seriously, if you know how that <laughs> happens, know how, let, us, let know. us know. Right. Mm-hmm. Inquiring minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> birth, um, birth by anesthetic. Birth, yeah, does yeah. that happen or the... Pushing it, I feel, I'm not sure. Magic, something happens. Obviously, yeah. my mom was born that way. Yeah. I'm sure your mom was born that way. I'm not. I don't even know. Don't even know. I don't were, even know. Were you born that way? Was your mom? No, my mom uh, was a warrior. She had awesome. two babies. No, nothing. Was like, get away from me with your needles. And, you know. I mean, awesome. <laughs> there are many ways to birth, but that was her choice, right? Right. To go that way. So oh, that was good. Yeah. No, yeah. like I said, I didn't. I didn't have the pleasure. Yeah. So I don't know how I'd react. Yeah. You, know, you see the. Well, and it's interesting because um, I think that's a place where people tend to have a lot of judgment, whether they've had exactly. babies. If they haven't had babies, I think they have a lot of opinions about how it should go. And if they haven't had be or if they have. If they have, what am I trying okay. to say? If they, if they haven't had babies, they often have opinions. If they right. have had babies, they have different kinds of opinions based exactly. on their own experience, right? And so um, that's a tough one. And I ask one of our psychotherapists how, what she sees, um, she's also a birth doula. So I said, like, what do you see? Like, how do you see people manage their pain? Um, yeah. Do you? How do you navigate your own feelings about that? Or and, and she had a really interesting answer. She said, "I have seen the same woman give birth multiple times. I mean, she has a number of clients that she's right. seen in this fashion. But she's like one woman comes to mind that her first birth, she wanted to have a natural birth, and she did. She kind of walked in there and she breathed through it, and she had a baby." You know, and everything went totally smoothly. And she said her next pregnancy, she walked into the hospital and had pain that she could not manage and, you know, um, took on all the interventions of, you know, had an epidural and had all this other stuff. And she was so disappointed in herself, which was interesting. But, you know, to hear um, my colleague Genevieve say... And I watched this woman have these two experiences that were so different, and yet they were the same person. So there's really no rhyme or reason, you know? You yeah. can just you can just kind of lay the foundation for how you'd like to see it go. Right. And then you have to kind of hope for the best and provide some support around yourself to maybe help you get there. Right? Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, you have to have a vision for how you'd like to see it go, but mm-hmm. then know what you'd be open to. Right. 
You know, there's some people like no drugs at all, and then when it gets unbearable, you know, they do say, okay, yeah, give me the epidural, and then they beat themselves up about it. But, you know, you've got to know what you'd be willing to do. Right. You know? And I don't think that there, I don't think that you should beat yourself up for having your birth go not quite the way you thought. Yeah. Absolutely. So, again, like having some support around you to make you feel like you're buying into the, the solutions that are presented to you, right? Exactly. If things are things are changing or you know moving in a direction that you didn't expect. Exactly. Well, so many times that goes back to our inner dialogue anyway. Mm, you right. know, it goes yep. back to our old issues that mm-hmm. are being presented in a new way. Mm-hmm. And then if people are beating yep. themselves up, it could be because they're thinking about their third grade spelling test or whatever, you yeah. know, and how they gave up on that. So you never know what, what somebody's trauma is what, based in. Yeah, what they're bringing to the table. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you don't know. And in my case, literally bringing to the table. Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the massage so, table. Yeah, and so, yeah, I'm not I'm not there at the births with the women, but I yeah. like to be there supporting them before and after. Well, and that they text you mm-hmm. and saying, well, I just had my baby I wanted to show you. I mean, yeah. that's a testament to how yeah. much you're valued. Yeah. And how your work oh, is valued. Thanks. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, it's been a total pleasure talking to you. This yeah, is you too. just totally fun. <laughs> totally fun. I love to hear um, stories about birth and babies and all like mm-hmm. that and how we become families. It's always interesting. And seriously, if you know how a baby can be born without the mother being yeah. awake, mm-hmm. please let us know. We want to know. Yes. <laughs> so, Jean Mitchell, thank you so much. Thanks yeah, for coming in to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you, Christy. This was fun. Yep. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.